So CNN is not having their best week, I should say. Um, you'll you'll see why in these in the stories that I talk about. Um, this is really just this is just well. Let me just jump into it. Okay, so uh, first in the batter's box is CNN's Don Lemon, who has been accused of assault in sexually charged encounter at New York bar. Okay, this is from Fox News. Um, so yes, take this with a grain of salt. Okay, uh, this is by Liam Quinn and Greg Wilson. Okay, uh, this was published August thirteenth, and I'll try to I'll try to hold my comments till afterwards. But you know, you guys already know how I do sometimes. And here we go. CNN primetime host Don Lemon was accused of a bizarre, sexually charged assault of a bartender in New York's Tony Hamptons last year in a civil suit filed earlier this week. Dustin Heiss of Florida stated in the lawsuit that he was living in the Hamptons and working at the Old Stove Pub in Sagaponac during the summer of 2018. On July 15th, after closing... Heist claimed he left the owner and the co-workers to party at another bar, Merce Backstreet Tavern in Sag Harbor, where they saw Lemon. Recognizing the newsman, Heist offered to buy him a vodka drink called a Lemon Drop, uh, according to the suit. Lemon declined the offer, Heist claimed, but later approached him inside the establishment. Okay, and this is, this is a quote. Lemon put his hand down the front of his own shorts and vigorously rubbed his genitalia, removed his hand, and shoved his index and middle fingers into plaintiff's mustache and under plaintiff's nose, according to the lawsuit filed August 11th. Um, CNN anchor Don Lemon has been accused in a lawsuit of assaulting a man in 2018. The network has defended its host, saying the accusation was made by a man who previously had been hostile toward the network. Um... Lemon allegedly asked a crude question, which according to another article was, um, do you, it was something like, do you like, uh, pussy or dick? So that was the, that's the alleged question that Don Lemon asked, um, Heiss. Um, Lemon allegedly asked a crude question about Heiss's sexual preference, leaving him shocked and humiliated, according to the suit. CNN denied Heiss's account and said Heiss seemed to bear animosity toward the cable news network. The plaintiff in this lawsuit has pre- has previously displayed a pattern of contempt for CNN on his social media accounts, a CNN spokesperson told Fox News in a statement. This claim follows his unsuccessful threats and demands for an exorbitant amount of money from Don Lemon. Don categorically denies these claims, and this matter does not merit any further comment at this time. Mr. Lemon, who was wearing a pair of shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt, put his hand down the front of his own shorts and vigorously rubbed his genitalia, removed his hand, and shoved his index and middle finger fingers in plaintiff's mustache and under plaintiff's nose, the suit allegedly stated. In the suit, Heiss also said Lemon was different from the Me Too advocate who he often saw on TV. 
When the cameras are turned off, however, Mr. Lemon's actions are in stark and disturbing contrast to the public persona he attempts to convey. The suit reads, Heist denied going after CNN on social media, telling the New York Post, I have never ranted about anyone, especially a news station. I am a private religious man. Okay. Where to begin? Alright. Obviously, this is, this is just, this is just an accusation. Okay, there's right now, right now, as the story is, um, it's just an accusation and there is nothing to this story as of yet. Um, and you got, as you guys know, I like objectivity and here I'm going to be objective. Okay. This man is just making a claim. That's, that's, that's all this is right now. There is no proof. There's none of this. And according, according to other, another article, there was, you know, people who witnessed the whole, quote unquote, witnessed the whole thing. Um, or I shouldn't say quote unquote, but those who were at the bar that day or that night and, you know, they saw and heard about the thing, they kind of made jokes to Dustin Heist about it, you know, from there on out. And then, you know, it just goes into, victim mode from there okay um as you guys know i'm not a fan of um of old accusations yes that may sound mean yes that may sound cruel but um when you come out um supposedly supposedly this happened uh july 15th 2018 so it has been more than a year okay uh, not much, but it has been over a year. And to me, whenever something like this happens, I believe what a person should do, they need to come out right away and say exactly what happened. They need to say exactly what happened, when it happened, where it happened, and give all details related to the alleged incident. Okay? So that is not what Dustin Heiss did. Okay? He uh, waited... Uh, more than a year to take, you know, to take action. Okay, now, Don Lemon, in my eyes, is currently innocent. Okay, there's no proof of this. There's no video evidence. Um, obviously, obviously, um, this isn't going to happen. Well, I shouldn't say this isn't going to happen, but I don't think much is going to come from this story. Um, I don't think they're going to have Don Lemon step away from this because this is really, there's really no merit to this story right now. There's absolutely nothing to this story. Um, and you guys, you guys may be surprised concerning how I'm defending Don Lemon, but I have to because th there's no proof of this. There's no, there's no proof of any, of any of this action. And this, this, I just, I just, I gotta be honest here and just come, this is, this is just my opinion here. This just seems strange. It really does. Like this whole story just seems strange to me. You have, you have Don Lemon, who supposedly was in a bar, and that's, you know, that's normal. People go to bars all the time. Okay, that's not out of the ordinary. 
But overall, just just the accusation, just the accusation that's in the lawsuit. According to the lawsuit, Don Lemon put his hand um, down his shorts in public, um, took his hand and rubbed it against his penis and his balls, took out his hand, placed his hand, placed that hand on the face of Dustin Heiss, and asked him, "Do you like dick or pussy?" Okay. This just sounds weird. It sounds off. Um, do I think anything is going to happen here? Not not especially. Not especially. Because this is this is mostly a situation that really these situations, man, and but see here well let me say this. Here's what here's what is different about this. Okay. So this was in a public place. This was not this was not in the bathroom. This was not in Don Lemon's home. Um this was not um this was not anywhere. That's not what happened here. Okay. What happened here supposedly was in a bar. You know, actually at the bar. So there should be some there should be some video here. And this 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 would be an open and shut case. This this really would be an open and shut case. Um because this is this is not in again, you know, there, I got a lot of backlash on my episode um Show Me the Evidence. And one one of my main points was, you know, the thing about these sexual assault cases and rape cases and things like this is that there are no witnesses. And it's usually just two people alone in a room and it's just one person's word against the other. But in this situation, uh, supposedly Don Lemon was with his friends and uh, Dustin Heiss was in... Uh, he was at the bar with his friends. Okay, or maybe not friends, but coworkers. But you get you understand the idea. Just um you have pairs of eyes, okay? That's that's the point. So this so this to me, all we need all we need is video evidence. Now I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's ever you know, if um the this bar's archives go back that far in terms of in terms of their video i'm not really sure but um unless vi- here's the thing unless video comes out uh of this i i won't i i have to i have to keep don lemon in the place and in the category of innocent I, there, there's, there's just, there's no merit to this. That, and I, that, that is my reaction to this. You guys may be, you guys may be upset. Oh, you know, this is not true. This is, you know, this is wrong. This really did happen. Um, and I'll, I'll say this to some of my colleagues and friends and acquaintances on the right. You know, you may look at this and, you know, jump on Don Lemon here. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be objective here. Okay. Just, just do what I do. Person A, person B, go through, go through the whole situation 
and look at look at the entire picture. Don't just look at who don't look at who the person is. Don't look at prominence. Don't look at um fame. Don't look at money. Just look at individual A, individual B, person A, person B. And go from there. Okay, you know, if if this turns out to be true and there's, you know, there's there's irrefutable evidence, you know, then uh, he should be uh, held to the high standard of the law. Um, but until then, until there's, until that, I, I, you know, I'm not going to write guilty on Don Lemon's forehead. I'm not going to do that. It's just, you may not like it, but that's really too bad we'll see where this case goes okay now on to another anchor of cnn and this one this one you guys have probably heard about more with um chris cuomo um this is this is really just a dumb this is just this is really just a Dumb story here. I really don't know what to say about this. Um, but here we go. Um, this is this is from the New York Post. Uh, Chris Cuomo breaks silence after uh, Fredo meltdown. Okay. Um, here we go. Just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Cable news host Chris Cuomo apologized Tuesday for his viral profanity-laced rant against a man who called him Fredo, saying that agitators are constantly baiting him, but that he should know better than to bite. Appreciate all the support, but truth is, I should be better than the guys baiting me, tweeted Cuomo, whose brother is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, and father was the late three-term governor Mario Cuomo. This happens all the time these days. Often in front of my family, he wrote. But there is a lesson. No need to add to the ugliness. I should be better than what I oppose. The CNN anchor was caught on video laying into an unidentified man who taunted him in public as Fredo, in reference to Fredo Corleone, uh, the ineffectual middle son of Don Vito Corleone in The Godfather. Um, Punk ass bees from the right call me Fredo fumed Cuomo, who's 49. He was a weak brother, and the use of an, and the use of it to an Italian is disparaging. I'll effin' throw you down these stairs like an effin' punk. You're gonna call me Fredo. Take an effin' swing. Railed Cuomo in the clip, purportedly filmed Sunday on Shelter Island. I'll effin' wreck your S. Um, in his fury, it evidently slipped, it, it evidently sw- slipped Cuomo's mind that he once referenced to himself as Fredo in a 2010 radio interview with Curtis Silva. I have no clue who that is, but that's not the point. It's an assessment with which President Trump agrees as he tweeted Tuesday. I thought Chris was Fredo also. The truth hurts. CNN stood by its anchor with a spokesperson telling the, the Post, Chris Cuomo, Tell the post. Chris Cuomo defended himself when he was verbally attacked with the use of an ethnic slur in an orchestrated setup. We completely support him. Okay. 
Now, here we go. This is another article from CBS News by Christopher Brito. The last one was, uh, as I said, New York Post from, uh, and that was by Aaron Feiss. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Okay, so this one, this is from CBS News. Uh, CNN host Chris Cuomo threatens to throw man down the stairs for calling him Fredo. Uh, Chris Cuomo threatened to ruin a heckler and throw him down the stairs during a heated exchange after the man insulted the CNN anchor. A profanity-filled video captures Cuomo arguing with the individual before both men were separated. In the footage, the Cuomo primetime host, who is of Italian heritage, confronts the unidentified person after the man called him Fredo. The term comes from The Godfather, where it's the nickname of Federico Corleone, the least successful sibling in the Mafia family. Cuomo, whose brother is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, equated the reference to the N-word for black people. Um, only punk-ass bees from the right call me Fredo, Cuomo said. Fredo is from The Godfather. He was a weak brother, and they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you, any of you Italian? It's an effing insult to the people. It's like the N-word for us. I don't know why he said for us, because he's, you know, not black. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, the man claimed he didn't know who Cuomo was and thought Fredo was his name. But the newsman called him out for not owning up to it. Don't effing insult me with like that, Cuomo said. You know my name's not effing Fredo. The argument escalates as the man retorts, what are you going to do about it? And tries to beg Cuomo to hit him. I'll effing ruin your ass, Cuomo said. I'll effing throw you down these stairs like an like a effing punk. Take a swing. Come on, boy. As the man argues back and the others crowd around them, Cuomo continues. You want to call me S, call me S then. I'm effing right here. I'll effing wreck your S. You don't know what you were doing when you called me. You didn't know what you were doing when you called me Fredo. At the conclusion of the video, as another man tells him to break it up, the heckler said, look at all these cameras. You're, you're in for it. You're, you're for it. In for what, Cuomo replied. You called me Fredo. The video originally appeared on the YouTube channel, That's the Point with Brandon, which described it as footage sent in by a fan and described and called the man a photo seeker and listener of Rush Limbaugh. Okay. CNN spokesperson Matt Dornick issued a statement in support of Cuomo. Chris Cuomo defended himself when he was verbally attacked when the use of an ethnic slur in an orchestrated setup. We completely support him. Fox News... Channels Sean Hannity, whose Hannity show airs at the same time as Cuomo, back to CNN rival. I say good for at Chris, Chris Cuomo, Hannity tweeted. He's out with his nine-year-old daughter and his wife, and this guy is being a J-ass in front of his family. Emo, in my honest opinion, I really just said emo. That's, wow, that's pretty bad. <laughs> in my honest opinion... Uh, Chris Cuomo has zero to apologize for. He deserves the apology. President Trump also chimed in to take a jab at Cuomo on and CNN on Twitter. I thought Chris was Fredo also. The truth hurts. Totally lost it. Low ratings at CNN, the president tweeted. 
You already knew. You already knew President Trump was going to get in on this. You already knew this. Uh, would Chris Cuomo be given a red flag for his recent rant? He added, "Filthy language and a total loss of control. He shouldn't be allowed to have a weapon. He's nuts." Okay, and that is the end of the article. Now, okay. So, where am I going to go with this one? All right. So, um, let's just let's just go with uh, what the CNN spokesperson said. Chris Cuomo defended himself when he was verbally attacked with the use of an ethnic slur in an orchestrated setup. We completely support him. Now, I'm going to... Let's let's say let's say that this was an orchestrated setup, okay? I don't know. It can't really it can't really be proven unless some more a lot of digging is done and you know stuff like that, okay? Personally, this is just dumb. This this is really this is really just a dumb story, okay? So what Chris Cuomo said about how Fredo is like the n-word um i've said this before um the n-word doesn't bother me it's really it's really just i don't care i mean if, if that's the best insult you've got for a black person you you need to work on your uh creativity in my opinion so it's but it's not like the n-word because one, Fredo is a fictional character. And also, concerning The Godfather, The Godfather is vastly, vastly overrated. I don't know why people like that series. Um, the first one, it's mediocre in my opinion. And the rest of them are less than mediocre. I, I don't know why people like this stuff. It's, uh, it's, um, stupid. It's, it's really, I don't know, it's just a weird, a weird series. Um, so it's not, it's not like the N-word because Fredo is a, uh, he's a fictional character and, um, you know, Fredo was known for his, for his, uh, lack of, um, lack of brains, his lack of, uh. He he was he was uh, he was inept. He was dumb. Um, he his lack of success. Um, so really, so Fredo is if you if you were to call someone Fredo, you'd be pretty much saying, "Dog, you're stupid." Okay. Um, now now that could be debated. I'm not Italian, as you guys should already know. Um, by listening, um, this is, this is really, this is, this is just, this is just, this is just so, you know, right, right wing, uh, sources, they kind of, they kind of jumped all over this. Um, to me, this is, to me, this is dumb. This is, this is whatever. Um, there is some, there are some people out there who, and I'll, I'll go with I'll go with what the spokesperson said. 
you know, in this in this certain situation. Okay, let's say that this was a um, uh, an orchestrated setup. Okay, you know, people, some people just really have nothing better to do with their lives, and so they do this. Um, they seek attention, they seek five minutes of fame, and they seek their ability to possibly get some money out of this. Because um, there are some people who do, who just want to get rich quick. You know, I think I think of the movie, uh, the movie uh, Friday, where that guy keeps pretending that he fell in the store, and he keeps, you know, he keeps grabbing his back and talking about, you know, my neck and my back and all that, and you know, there there are some people, you know, that you know, obviously it was a joke and stuff like that, but there are some people who will do anything for attention and money. Okay, and so I think that's what this guy was trying to do. Um, I mean, it's possible he thought his name was Fredo. I I don't know. Um, but it's this is this is really just a dumb story, and I don't think people should really look too much into this. This is uh you know, people may not like the profanity, the amount of profanity he uses. Personally. Personally, I don't like the, the amount of profanity he uses. Um, I think when you use a lot of profanity, it just shows you have a limited vocabulary. Um, but, you know, he can say what he wants. Um, he's not in the air. He's a, he's a private citizen. And, uh, I mean, yes, he's a public, public figure, but you even as a public figure, you still are a, you know, a private citizen. So, you know, you have this, you have this stuff where it's uh you know it it's looked into this really is not a big deal this this story is not worth getting all wrapped up about um nothing is going to happen to chris like nothing like how nothing is going to happen to don now i would say this which is more serious this or don lemon um i would say don lemons is more uh is more serious because that, you know, there's an actual lawsuit and they're talking about sexual, you know, sexual assault and things like that. So I would say if you're if you're going to look at if you want to jump on CNN here, okay, jump on the Don Lemon thing. Um but bo- both of these stories right now, they're really on a scale of, you know, 1 to 10 with 10 being, you know, we're about to get hit with a nuclear missile in like two seconds, or like a one where like this is a this is a story that really doesn't matter. I'd give both of these stories. I would say I would say this Chris Cuomo episode is I don't know a two, and I'll put I'll put Don Lemon at a three, maybe a four if mo- if video comes out. Um, then, I, then, you know, I'll move it high, but right now, these stories lie at, like, twos and threes. This, this, there's really nothing here. There's really nothing here. I just, I don't know what, you know, people, I, I don't know. I mean, th- this is, this is really, this is really whatever. I mean, some, some, because some people will take the, will go the route saying, Oh, you know, he just compared Fredo to the N-word, okay? Um, the meaning, uh, connotations of words are subjective. What 
what a word, the meaning of a word can vary from person to person. And it can, you know, it can cause a different reaction and it can cause a different feeling and things like that. So is it, is it as bad as the N-word? Okay, I mean, you're asking me, I really don't care about the N-word. You could, you could scream the N-word in my face a hundred times. I won't be mad about the N-word. I'll be mad that you are six inches from my face more than anything. Okay? Um, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This, this is just, this is just such a dumb story. I don't, people, people on both sides and those who are apolitical and those who are centrist, there's nothing to this story here. This, this is just a story that you don't really, just don't really invest your time in. Okay, my last story is sports related and this is about Andrew Luck. The Colts GM, Chris Ballard, uh, has he says that Luck now has a high ankle problem. Here we go. The Colts have gone from feeling good that quarterback Andrew Luck would be ready for the start of the regular season to now not being able to say for sure he'll play September 8th at the Los Angeles Chargers in, re- in week one. We're three and a half weeks weeks away from the regular season. I'm not ready to say, Colts general manager Chris Ballard said Tuesday night regarding whether Luck will play against the Chargers. Tests done on Luck on Monday night revealed the quarterback had gone from dealing with a calf strain, which he originally was diagnosed with in March, to currently having pain in the high ankleish area of his left leg. From the start, we've been dealing with a calf injury, Ballard said. Now, calf injuries, this is not in the article, calf injuries are super annoying. Calf injuries, there's, I don't, I don't, I hate saying that there's nothing you can do about it, but there's really nothing you can do about it. Those can just linger. They're almost like hamstring injuries where it's just like, you know, you do the best you can, you stretch, you rehab, you strengthen it, but you know, when it's hurt, it's hurt. And there's, you know, it just, it really does affect you. Um, I have had a calf injury once and it's frustrating. It's, it is frustrating because you just, you feel it. Some days you feel good. Some days you feel moderately okay. And some days you don't want to even move out of bed. Um, luckily it, it, mine didn't last me too long, but you know, Certain injuries, they just, they tend to linger. So now you have a high ankle problem with Andrew Luck. This, this man has suffered so many injuries, well not so many, but enough injuries to where it's just like his, his, Andrew Luck will never be what he should have been or could have been. I remember when he was, I remember that draft with him and, RG3 and it's like, okay, who's going to go number one? Who's going to go number two? Because everyone knew it was like, okay, Luck or Griffin, Luck, then Griffin, or Griffin, then Luck. It was, that, that was the, um, that was the only debate. Okay. We know how RG3 turned out. 
okay, um, running quarterback, um, and when you run and you, you know, you try to advance the ball and you don't know how to, you know, protect yourself and, you know, lower your shoulder and do all of that, he got, you're going to get hurt and he got hurt multiple times. And so now RG3 is now completely irrelevant. And with Andrew Luck, he's just been dealing with injuries because, you know, offensive line is trash, which is also a problem that, uh, RG3 had, but you know, this is, this is just really, um, this is tough, man. I like Andrew Luck. He seems like a really likable guy. But now the Colts, they're see, they're, they don't, they don't know what to do. They, they, because you don't, because a calf injury and a high ankle injury, those aren't, those aren't, those are serious injuries. If you've, I just, man, if you've ever had, Injuries like this, you understand just how serious they can be. You can aggravate it. You can, um, you, you can, there's just so much that can happen on the, on the, on the, on the negative side that it's just, it's just not worth it. Personally, I don't think Andrew Luck is going to play. Okay. Um, yes, it's week one. Um, but if I'm the Colts here and there's more to the article and I'm going to get into that. But if I'm right now, if I'm Andrew Luck and I'm the Colts, I'm not playing him week one. Okay, because first of all, first of all, it's week one. Okay, um, get, you know, you have, you have been pretty, you know, you have a pretty good backup. And um, I think it's, I think it's Jacoby Brissett. I think he's the number two. Um, but he, you know, he's pretty good. I think he's good enough to, you know, help with the Chargers and, you know, just do do just enough to make it close and possibly have a chance of winning the game. And you know, you're not at home, so save so save Andrew Luck, you know, for, you know, the home opener and stuff like that, and see, you know, see where he is. I wouldn't play him week one. Okay, here we go. Um, in March through camp dealing with a calf and then a little area below his calf which Andrew kind of referred to as a lower leg where he was dealing with some pain almost in the ankle area the injury wasn't getting better and hadn't been practicing so in the course of dealing with the calf injury it appears now that we have an ankle issue Ballard did say that at this point Luck would not play in the preseason the team's preference is for Luck to strictly focus on rehabbing there's not there hasn't been any talk of possible surgery for Luck I'm praying he doesn't need surgery because that that's like season ending. And he Andrew Luck is he's he's missed so many games. I don't I don't even know how many games he's missed. I feel like he's missed more games than he's played in. But I that doesn't that doesn't sound right. That's just what it that's just what it feels like. That's just how that's just how much time he's missed from injuries and recovering and things like that. Um he has practiced only 3 days on a limited basis in training camp because of the pain in his ankle area. Luck also missed all the team's OTAs and minicamp practice in the spring. There's enough pain where he's not practicing, Ballard said. That's what we had to get under control. Once we get that under control, I think we can really move forward. There's no question he had a calf injury, but the lower part of is more of an ankle issue. We get that under control, we can help with the pain. Ballard said he believes Luck can play at less than 100% if necessary this season. Okay, so concerning that statement... That, 
What does that mean? 100%, like 100%. When are you ever 100%? When is your body ever 100%? Especially, especially as an athlete. You practice, you train, um, you do all these things. Um, you know, you're going to get tweaks here and there. There's never, there's no such thing as 100%. There's no such thing as 100%. I, I, I really, I, I just never understood when, when people talk about, you know, you know, oh, he's, you know, he's at a hundred percent. That's, uh, not possible. If he can function, yes, Ballard said. If his pain is under control and he can protect himself and play good, yes. The Colts announced July 30th that Luck was going to stop practicing until he felt his calf was a hundred percent healthy. Luck said the following day that his Achilles tendon was not an extra risk of injury um not necessarily and yes it they are different motions because in you know in the next line he talks about going side to side not necessarily going back and forth um but anything in the leg you know it it's possible because you, you still you know in in football, you don't just move. You, it's not like it's only it's only backwards and forwards or side to side. Sometimes you have to go back into the left or back into the right. Sometimes you, you know you move in all different directions. So I mean, obviously, obviously it's not as bad, but it's still it's still something to be concerned about, especially with with the amount of injuries you know he's had. I mean, he's had what has he had? He's he's had like a punctured lung or something like that he's had he just had so many things that have that have gone wrong with him like uh kidneys his ki- something happened with his kidneys his shoulder his ribs it's it's his career has been a mess an absolute mess in terms of health the issue right now is side to side stuff Ballard said Kind of rolling of the ankle. Anything back and forth, he's good. Sitting there throwing, he's good. Moving in the pocket, those are the kind of things we have to get him better at. And see, that's what I'm saying. Standing there throwing, okay, how many times does a quarterback just get the ball immediately and just throw it? They move around a little bit. I mean, even the Patriots, where they have, you know, they keep, you know, they keep passing short and things like that. And Tom Brady doesn't really have to move around a lot. He still he still has to move around in the pocket. I mean think I mean think about it. You throw quarterbacks throw, I don't know, maybe fifty throws a game. Fifty passes, maybe. Forty, fifty passes. And so how many of those are gonna be just standing there? Not too many. I mean you gotta you gotta move around a little bit. You may have to run, you have to slide, you may have to Spike the ball. You have to do. You may have to do anything. So um, this is so this is serious stuff here, especially as a quarterback, because you t- you touch the ball every single play. It's not like a it's not like a wide receiver where they run and they may not get the ball and they aren't really at risk of being tackled. Um, but the quarterback every sing- pretty much every single play, except a trick play, or uh, you know, anything like that. The quarterback is the quarterback will have the ball in his hands and the defense is coming after 
um, to take his head, coming after him to take his head off. So, you know, that, that's really, that's really, you know, I'll, I'll go right here. You know, I'll, I'll skip a little bit. Injuries have derailed what was a promising start to Luck's NFL career. He led the Colts to the playoffs in each of his first three seasons, including the AFC Championship game in 2014, before a shoulder injury in week three of the 2015 season, which was the start of numerous setbacks for Luck. Since that season, he has missed 26 games, including the entire 2017 season because of shoulder, kidney, and rib problems. The Colts went 4-12 in 2017 when Luck was out. Luck passed for 4,593 yards and 39 touchdowns last season and was named the NFL's most improved player. This is not 2017, Ballard said. When I first came in the door, one of the things we talked about was building a team, and it wasn't about one guy. Look, I understand the importance of Andrew Luck. He's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Did he just say that? Wow. That, he doesn't even believe that. There's no way, I mean, I, I, okay, I'll say this. As a GM, I understand you have to encourage your quarterback, you have to say that you believe in him, and that you think he's one of the best in the league, but, you know, no one, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any, this, no. Maybe, no, I wouldn't even say top 10. I mean, to say top 5. Okay, this is the top five off my head in right now. This is not in any particular order. Okay. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, let me see. Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold's not in the top five, but Sam Darnold I would take before I take Andrew Luck, simply because Andrew Luck, his body is... You know, you know, horrible. There were so many other quarterbacks I would take before Andrew Luck. And that's not to diss Andrew Luck, but just because of Luck's, you know, health problems and things like that, there are so many other people I would take. I mean, I, I, I don't see, I don't see the sense here with that. Big Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of other dudes I would take before him. And I like Jacoby. I like Jacoby Brissett, the uh, the backup. I liked him when he was on the uh, when he was with the Patriots. But I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, Ballard. Andrew Luck is not a top five quarterback in the league. Um, he said, but we also have another quarterback that we like in Jacoby Brissett. To me, that's part of team building. You have to be able to handle when things don't go the way you plan them out to be. And that is a very, very true statement, no matter what you do in life. So that's pretty much the episode. Uh, let me know what you guys think about Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, and, you know, Fredo, and Andrew Luck, and all this stuff. I appreciate the support. And I will talk to you all on Thursday.